and welcome to episode number three of the Bouncing Back podcast with me, James Middleton. Now, today we are going to be discussing, I say we, I'm going to be discussing and hopefully you're going to be listening with great intent about this thing in life called the journey, something that we are all on, something that we all find ourselves battling through on a daily basis every single one of us on different kinds of journeys, but all with one thing in common, the fact that we have these paths that we are taking and have decided to set out for ourselves. The big thing for me in this episode is discussing everything around why the journey is actually far greater than the destination in life. And whatever destination you have in mind, whatever your goals are that you have down that you're trying to achieve, I think a massive, massive part of achieving any of these things and getting to where you want to be is the journey itself. In my journal that I write in every single day, so at the beginning of this year, I decided that one of my main things to do and one of the things that I wanted to build a habit with was writing in a journal because I've been reading a lot about you know successful people and Buddhas and all these kinds of people that journaling can be really beneficial for not only your mental health but also your peace of mind and just to get clarity over things so I've been journaling since the new year so for about four months now every day without fail and everyone always asks me also oh, what, what consists of journaling what do you do what do you write about and it can be as simple as writing down a sentence of how you're feeling at the end of your day or how you're trying to get better at doing something or why someone pissed you off and how you dealt with that and how you reacted with that. And I think the reason why journaling is factored into my life and why I found it to be quite an important tool to use is because when you journal, you are writing down daily things that you are experiencing and the journey that you are on so that when you look back and I have a read, let's say, in 10, 20 years time of, of the things I was experiencing right now at this present moment, you can see that journey you've taken and you can see that development and that growth you've done as a person and writing things down. And that can just be something like, I'm really happy today because work went well, or I'm really happy today because I had loads of good sex before I went to sleep. Or it could be something bad and how you dealt with that. Journaling doesn't have to just always be bad things people think that it can be good things and happy things and it's important to understand and appreciate you know the times you are happy and write those down as well as the times that you may be sad but the reason why I've then started to realize that actually you know the things that we experience daily and the things that we go through daily are far more important and exciting and enjoyable than where we are heading to kick off this episode, I want to talk a little bit about the growth versus fixed mindset. Now, some of you may be well aware of what this is. Some of you might not have a clue, but it's something that I've read a lot about. It really helped me in my own journey, my own growth. And I think it's fascinating and incredibly accurate. So a fixed mindset is when talent and abilities are praised and rewarded and mistakes and efforts that fall short are indicators of a lack of ability and are often discouraged or avoided. This is a highly dangerous mindset to be in, but it's quite often one that we find ourselves experiencing. Now, I want you to ask yourself this question. How often do you find yourself having failed at something or being told you haven't worked hard enough and as a result lacking self-confidence and being discouraged? I know that I certainly have a lot in my time and 
this is where we actually need to switch our mindset over to a growth mindset. Growth mindset is all about becoming and it views the process, the effort that we put in and the journey. And the growth itself is having more value than being in the accomplished state. So put simply, viewing any faults and failures as opportunities for growth. When I've been reading about this kind of thing, there's a lot of examples about kids and school kids in schools and how actually it's really important as youngsters and when we're growing up to learn that we should be in this growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset. So rather than, even if your kid does well at school and gets an A star in his maths exam, rather than saying, that's fantastic, you're so talented, the effort should actually be praised. It should be, that's a great effort, really well done. There's still things that we can improve, but but rewarding the effort because effort is something that can grow, whereas something like an A star on a piece of paper is is something that's fixed when you look at it from yourself internally, rather than saying, I'm not good enough, I'm not approved of, and feeling that guilt or shame, it should instead be, I'm not happy with what I did. How can I better understand it? What can I learn from it? How can I improve it for the future? And whether it's with relationships, parenting, your diet, your fitness journey, any setbacks you have, it teaches you to see them as opportunities to learn more about yourself. And again, you can imagine as a kid growing up, when you fail at something, you automatically think that you're not good enough and your self-confidence takes an absolute plummet. This can also happen as an adult, of course, but more so as a kid because you don't really understand it. It's something to be consistently aware of that will definitely help your mindset with growing and becoming better next time rather than having that fixed mindset of this is me, this is who I am. I failed at something, I can't change it. It is not so much about the destination in this case in getting there. It's about the journey and learning from everything that we do on it. And that's the exciting part. And there's a famous quote that I live by here in my quotes again, that becoming is better than being. And I want you to just remember that becoming is better than being. Now, I wrote a tweet this afternoon, or I think it was this afternoon, a few days ago, um, which said that we are always so obsessed with our current results in anything we're doing. But instead, we should be focusing more on what our current flight looks like, our trajectory. Because our flight is far more important than, than where we are right now. And that sits back on that quote of becoming is better than being. Because it's massively true. You should be far more concerned with where you are heading in your life and what that flight path looks like rather than where you are right now. And I tell this to my clients all the time because some of them get so obsessed with what the scales are saying right now, how much weight they can lift right now, how unfit they are right now, how overweight they are right now. And I always tell them, listen, don't worry about this because this is going to change. Remember, change happens automatically. That's something that, that will take place no matter what. And James Clear, someone who wrote the book Atomic Habits, which honestly, I read it last year and it changed my life. So if you're looking for a book to read, pick up James Clear's Atomic Habits, read it, listen to it on an audio book. I highly, highly recommend it. It will change your mindset on on so much. But going back to that line, just think about it. The trajectory is far more important than your current results. If you're one of those people that obsesses over how you're doing right now and you're always looking at where you currently are, how you're currently performing right at this moment, if you think about that, then maybe ask yourself, you know, why maybe that's the case. 
or on the flip side are you someone who thinks about why you're currently doing whatever it is you're doing right now and where it's going to take you do you think towards building your future do you think about the future at all or are you in a bubble of your own just going through the motions just focusing entirely on the present and just being obsessed by that and and that's a whole different side being present in the present moment is fantastic and I fully condone that mindset to be in but sometimes you want to also be aware that you don't get trapped in that current space so much so that you completely forget about your trajectory or where you're going and it's important when you ask yourself those questions that you're brutally honest with yourself because me personally I get caught up in the present moments too much and think about what's currently going on in my life and that defining me as a person and then I have to sometimes just take a step back remove myself and think about the long-term goal the journey that I'm on that's taking me to a place that I want to be and if you're always more concerned about your current results than than your flight path then you need to change that mindset or at least be aware of that mindset that you're in and take yourself out of it it's perfectly normal as humans to be like this I think to only really think about and celebrate the now and like I said I'm not saying we shouldn't be living and focused on the present what I'm saying is this that where you are going is far more important than where you are right now and because where you are going often shapes what you're doing in the present moment so actually you can flip it on its head and the things you are doing now are very much based on that flight path that you're going to be on and if you have an end goal in mind a dream a vision and that goal dream or vision is always at the forefront of your mind you will be subconsciously doing things now that will take you there if you don't have a vision if you don't have a trajectory if you don't have goals then you're not going to get those future results as James Clear refers to it you're you'll simply be a wanderer you'll be going about life walking around in no man's land randomly doing things not really having a purpose and sometimes that's not a bad thing sometimes it is good you know to be a wanderer and, and there are plenty of wanderers who are happy in the world but for me personally I've never really enjoyed wandering around in the now I've always wanted to have some kind of trajectory or path that I want to take and for that path to take me to being the best person I can and I'll come on to that a bit later but I think that the key message with this is just being aware of it that can make all the difference now if we look on the other side so let's take the past as an example on this journey of life that we're on I say journey of life that sounds so cliche but I'm gonna say that okay because we are on a journey of life all together but on this journey of life you have your present moment which as I've just suggested is good to live in but you don't want to be wandering around and you want to be living in the present moment but with a kind of firm idea about where you're heading because it will just give you more meaning on the flip side if we're looking at the past if you want to get somewhere or be someone the past is just memories right I am not who I am when I look at my past I'm going to say that again because it can be a little bit tricky to get your head around but I am not who I am when I look at my past. My past is my past. Right now in this present moment, I am a different person, as are you. You are the present you. I am the present James. I am different from my past James. I am present now. And all my focus right now in this very instance is talking to you, nothing else. And for you, hopefully, it's listening to me. 
Other thoughts may come into your mind and you might process them and let them leave. But for me, it doesn't matter what I've done in the past. It doesn't define me or who I am right now in this moment. All I'm focused on is being present. You have a memory, but you also present imagination. And being tethered to the past is a life of going through the motions. It's a bit like being in the present and being a wanderer. You can also go through the motions by living in the past. Bear with me, stay with me. Promise you this will make sense in a second. So if you were tethered to the past, right, these thoughts will stop you from being how we are now. And how we are now affects our past, not the other way around. How we are now affects our past, not the other way around. Because by being in the present moment now, you're liberating yourself. You're not attaching yourself to anything that has happened to you. And I talk about this a lot when people ask me for relationship advice and getting over something or someone in your life that maybe has hurt you or has damaged you or has cheated on you. The more you think about what's happened to you prior to this moment and how it's affected you, the more you are holding on to that thing and letting that thing define your emotions and your feelings. By being focused on the present, the whole idea of liberating yourself is that your imagination can run wild, right? You're free right now. You can exist in the moment and be who you want to be in this very moment. And identities are great, but they live your life for you. A lot of people go through their life living an identity based on something that has happened to them in the past. And it's a very dangerous area to be in because if you are holding on to things in your life in the past, how are you ever not only going to be and enjoy the present moment, how are you going to push on towards creating new memories in the future if you're constantly thinking about things that have happened to you? So it's really important that with the whole journey side of things, as well as looking forward, you don't jump back into that past too often. Now, I'm not saying it's a bad thing to go back into the past and live in memories because there are some beautiful memories that we all have, I'm sure, of great things. Those things are fine and those memories are fine. I'm talking about the things that prevent you from enjoying living for now. Funnily enough, that also goes exactly the same for the opposite end of the spectrum, the future. God, how many times do we try and predict it? I am so guilty of trying to predict what's happening or coming up with some bullshit scenario in your head that never happens but completely overwhelms you. And we all know what happens when you're in this mindset, anxiety. This is exactly how anxiety is formed. It's about thinking things, overthinking things in your mind that haven't even happened. And there are two things that we do all the time, I think, constantly. We spend our days guessing how an action will impact the future. And we're often very wrong. So just take a few seconds to think. Have you done this recently? What you're doing now and, and how it will impact your future. And then we spend the rest of our days hoping that we were right or worried that we weren't. We try to control the future by something called telekinesis. Now, I had to write this definition down because there's no way I was going to remember this off the top of my head. But the meaning of telekinesis is this. The supposed ability to move objects at a distance by mental power or other non-physical means. So we try to control the future by this. And anxiety, I think, in a similar measure. And no one wants anxiety. I don't personally suffer from anxiety that much. But I have had moments in my life where I have been riddled with anxiety and it's come out of nowhere. And, you know, you feel you've got that knot in your chest and it's absolutely horrible. And sometimes it takes days to disappear. 
often this comes about when the future doesn't cooperate with us and we spend even more time trying to change the next bit of future so that it ends up more closely matching the future that we were hoping for and so on and so forth and it's this horrible never ending cycle what if instead just for a short while we simply did our best the best we could right now and let the future take care of itself wouldn't that be nice because remember whether we fret about the future or not it is always still going to take care of itself so there is no point trying to control it all that's on us is to do our best work right now in this very present moment so we've got the past which we definitely don't want to be tethered to particularly if it's negative memories or negative thoughts that are impacting our emotions to live in the present equally we don't want to be worrying too much about the future because the future will happen regardless and a lot of the time we come up with scenarios in our head that never happened and it's a waste of time and of course this is all much easier said than done we're humans naturally we're going to dip in and out of the past and the future it's like one big spectrum we're constantly kind of shifting along this spectrum but it's important if you think about the spectrum right you've got your past your present and your future that you try as often as you can to sit around the present because that is all you can control and that present moment is where you learn to enjoy yourself the most and understand yourself the most going forward talking about the future and goals i think personally it's very important to have goals i think you're a moron to be completely honest and brutal if you don't have any goals at all in your life because otherwise like I said you're just going to be wandering around aimlessly with no real purpose and I think people who the majority of people who do wander around aimlessly often aren't as happy as those with more of a purpose and more of a path of where they know they want to go in their life and these might change all the time and there's nothing wrong with that but I definitely think you need to have goals in your life but that said Goals, I think, are overrated and overhyped. Yes, they're important, but I think it's far more important that you focus on the systems that you have in place too. Because sometimes so many people are so obsessed and focused on the goal that they forget about creating things in the now that are going to get them there. I see it with clients all the time. They come to me, James, I want to lose 10 kg. James, I want to get a six pack. James, I want to fit into my wedding dress in two months time. These are all fantastic things to want. And I don't think there's anything wrong with having aesthetic goals in life, particularly when it comes to your fitness journey. However, I always say to my clients who tell me this, look, this is fantastic. Let's put this down as your goal. But more importantly, I want you to focus on developing good systems in place and good habits in place that are going to get you there because that is what is going to get you there. It's all well and good having amazing goals and they're important. If you didn't have those, you wouldn't set out on the journey in the first place. But what about getting there? And people forget about getting there, that journey. And sometimes people are so focused and obsessed with this goal that after a couple of weeks, when they haven't gotten anywhere near towards achieving it, they give up because it's demotivating, because it seems so out of reach, because they're not focused on that now. And again, they're thinking about that future so much. Falling to the level of your systems and your systems defining you is far more important than trying to rise to the level of your goals. Essentially, prevalent wisdom claims that the best way to achieve what we want in life, 
i.e. getting in better shape, building a successful business, relaxing more, worrying less, spending more time with friends and family, etc. you name it, is to set specific actionable goals. But results actually have so little to do with the goals you set and nearly everything to do with the systems that you have in place and the systems that you follow. And like how many times do you see people bang on about goal setting? Oh, on social media, it's ridiculous. You have to set goals, you have to set goals. Okay, yeah, we they're important, I get it. But they're pointless, goals are pointless if you don't work on making sure that the systems that you have in place are gonna help you achieve those. And you, you know, as an example, you can write down your goals every day to lose weight. But if you're in an environment and following a system where there's lots of unhealthy food around you, temptation in place, distractions, friends constantly encourage you, encouraging you to go out drinking and you're not creating a system that works to achieve this, then those goals are just mere words on paper, right? For example, if let's say you're, I don't know, a musician and your goal might be to play a new piece of music, you're an expert violinist. Your system is is how often you practice, how you break down and tackle difficult measures and your method for receiving feedback from whoever it is that your instructor is. So the bottom line is, is if you want better results, stop being so obsessed with the goals and setting those goals and focus on doing things every day to make sure that you have a well-oiled system running in place. And I like in my head to use this example of this well-oiled engine in your car okay let's so let's say you're driving across the country and you're you've got your sight set on the most beautiful sunset it's going to take you five days to get there but you you've set out on this journey to go and see the sunset that is the destination that is the goal you're so fixated on imagining what that sunset is like and the colors it's going to present and the feeling it's you're going to get when you see it that you forget really about how you're going to get there or at least you don't pay as as much attention to that as possible or as you should so you start out on this journey two days in your car breaks down you've got no oil in your engine you put a bit more oil in but there's been so much damage to the engine that that's not gonna fix the engine and all of a sudden you're stuck your engine's not working your car, the piece of equipment that was going to get you to that sunset, the one thing that you've relied on is now broken. Yes, you can now jump on and get the train. That's going to maybe take a little bit longer and it's going to be more effort and more of a faff. If you had just focused on your car and making sure that everything was prepped for that to get you there, then you could have enjoyed the sunset. But instead, you've messed it up because you haven't focused on that present system in place. Another example about why it's so important to focus on the now and your systems is often, and I know this is probably going to burst a few bubbles out there, but when you come to realize that actually when you reach your goal, it's not as great as you think it's going to be. It's not going to make you as happy as you think it's going to be. And and it's not what it's all about. People think it is. Again, when people come to me and say, I want to be X amount of weight or fit into this wedding dress or see my big toes when I look down to the floor or have sex without running out of breath. I actually had that from a client once. She said, I want to have sex without running out of breath. Fair play to you. That is a goal. When you get there and when you start doing it, I don't mean the sex. I just mean at your goal, let's say fitting into a wedding dress or maybe, yeah, let's let's talk about the sex. When you get there and you do start having sex and you don't run out of breath, 
yeah, it's great. It's great for a moment. It's great for maybe a few times, but then that goal quickly fades and then you're looking at the next goal. So for example, you know, you want to fit into a wedding dress. You get there, you're really happy. You've had your wedding day, it's great. And then what? Afterwards, you're like, great, well, now I need another goal. And it's that constant, I need something else. I need something else. And that's why so many people who end up doing these like ultra marathons or running races afterwards put on weight and get fat because that happiness that they've got very quickly subsides. And that's why, again, I always say to people, don't be so fixated on your goal because it's not going to bring you as, as much happiness, enjoyment as you think it is reaching that. And I went to go see Johnny Wilkinson speak last year, one of my all-time idols. If you don't know who Johnny Wilkinson is, you've either been living under a rock or you don't like rugby, hopefully the latter. Johnny Wilkinson is one of the best rugby players to have ever lived in the world. And he won England the World Cup back in 2003. And I went to go see him talk. And obviously, as a rugby player growing up, he was... Yeah, he was my idol and I wanted to be like him. I wanted to be him and, you know, I followed him religiously. But he spoke about how winning the World Cup is the best thing that can ever happen to a rugby player and the greatest achievement. And he said that once it happened and he'd done it, it was literally the next day it wore off. I'm sure other players were reveling in it for a little bit longer. But he said everyone, once it happened, then got actually a bit sad and a bit depressed because what else was there to achieve they they they'd spent so much time trying to get there on this journey they'd got there and the happiness lasted momentarily but then it went because that's what happens and then it was time to focus on the next thing and he said he wished he appreciated the journey of getting there a lot more because he was so obsessed with winning that world cup that by the time they did it it was almost like an anti-climax. And I don't think winning a World Cup would ever be an anti-climax, but you, you get what I mean. It goes back to the point of the journey and focusing on that and enjoying that. Of course, you know, on these journeys that we're on a lot of the time, you're going to be faced with people's opinions of you, doubts of you, saying bad things about you. Trust me, as someone on social media, I get that almost on the daily. But truthfully, when it does come to me, I don't really care. I mean, it's not that I don't care about what people think of me. I just don't think that's the goal. I honestly believe everyone cares a little bit about what people think of them. I think the goal is not to let people's opinions affect your mood, affect your actions and what you're doing and the choices you make, which ultimately carve out your journey. And I actually said something a little controversial on my Instagram this week about just letting people get on with their life because a lady in Spain told me that I should be wearing a mask outside because everyone in Spain is wearing a mask outside and it irritated me because obviously I'm not in Spain I'm in the UK where I'm in England and there are different rules I made some points some points about it as I'm allowed to voice my opinion of course which I believe to be a fair one and of course I got some bite back about how it was uncalled for etc etc and a few nasty messages nothing Nothing crazy. I don't get nasty messages that much. In fact, hardly ever. But I just think personally, COVID has turned a lot of people into quite sour, bitter people who just need to go outside and get some fresh air. Anyway, different story. Everyone is entitled to their opinion and to agree and to disagree. And, and that's what makes the world an interesting, exciting place. Disagreements, different opinions. But if someone comments something nasty or sends me a hateful DM, I don't let it affect how, how I am, what I'm doing, what I'm saying. I like to have this analogy that you only feel the weight of an object when you pick it up. And if you don't pick up the object, you don't engage with it, you'll never know how much it weighs. You'll never know the feeling of it. And it's the same with people's opinions. Just leave them there and don't pick them up. The reason I mention this and other people's opinions and judgment is I truly believe that on any journey that you're taking, 
whatever goal you're trying to achieve, whatever systems you're trying to build and work on, you cannot let the fear of failure or fear of comparison stop you from doing what's going to make you great. And if you want to be on the best journey you can be on, you simply cannot fear those things. Equally, you cannot succeed without the risk of failure. You can't have a voice without the risk of criticism. This week on Instagram, I spoke out about something that was controversial. I received a bit of criticism, but I don't think that that should let someone or prevent someone from speaking out. It's like the same with love. You can't love without the risk of losing someone. And people are too scared to love because they don't want to face that risk of loss but that's just something that goes hand in hand and I personally think that with something like love and and loss it's far greater to have experienced epic true love and also have experienced a huge amount of loss than than experience neither and live in that middle ground that that no man's land again the, the the wandering land and you must go out and take these risks and people will tell you to do what makes you happy oh James you know just do what makes you happy but a lot of this has been hard work and sure I'm not always happy and I don't think you should just do what makes you happy personally I think you should do what makes you great do what's uncomfortable do what's hard scary but pays off in the long run and be willing to fail and let yourself fail fail pick yourself up fail again pick yourself up because without the struggle like what's the success anyway without struggle what is the journey if you look back, if Johnny Wilkinson looked back, having won the World Cup and it was an absolute walk in the park and an absolute breeze, that feeling of winning would have been even less than what he described it was. It would have been even less climatic and more of an anticlimax. And I think having that struggle through life, and it goes back to what I said in the previous episode, is so important to, to feel that true sense of living. Many people begin the process of changing their life and their actions by focusing on what they want to achieve. So I spoke about goals and I've said that a lot of the time people think of an outcome-based way of living, right? And that's cool. That's definitely part of the process, but there is also an alternative and it's an identity-based way of living, okay? So you've got your outcome-based way of living, so what you want to achieve, and then you've got your identity-based way of living to focus on who we wish to become. Take this example, imagine let's say two alcoholics who are on the path of sobriety, right? And someone asks them a nice, delicious glass of Sauvignon Blanc. Now, the first person, when offered the glass, says, not for me, thanks, I'm trying to quit. And that sounds like a pretty reasonable excuse or a response, sorry, but but this person still believes they're a drinker who is trying to, to be someone else with that response. They're hoping that their behavior will change whilst carrying on with the same beliefs. You know, the response, not for me, thanks, I'm trying to... I'm trying to quit in their mind they still believe they are a drinker now the second person declines the glass of wine and says no thanks I'm not a drinker and it's a tiny difference but this response signals that change in identity for that person that second person that second person is no longer identifying and labeling themselves as a drinker drinking was part of their former life a part of their past not their current one and again it's that whole thing of trying to remove identities that are attached to your past you know you're a drinker if yesterday you had a glass of wine only if you attach yourself to that memory and that episode of having that glass of wine if right now in the current present you haven't had anything to drink then you're not a current drinker and it's about being in that present mindset and it's a much more powerful way to curb an old or bad addiction for example or a habit and formulate a new one now most people don't even consider 
an identity change when they want to improve something. It's usually something along the lines of, I want to lose weight outcome. And if I stick to James's meal plan, then I'll lose weight process. You've got your outcome and your process. They set goals and determine the actions they should take to achieve them without considering the beliefs that determine their actions. And they don't ever shift the way they look at themselves. And so their old identity is very much there to sabotage their new plans because they can't escape that identity. And it happens without them even realizing. So my point is this, it's all well and good having goals, like I said, to want to change and and form new habits and live your life in a different way. And whether that's training every day, eating a salad every day, becoming more active, But the ultimate form of intrinsic motivation is when a habit becomes part of your identity. I talk about walking up escalators as an example. That's not so much about burning calories as it is about making it your identity. Be the person that every time you see escalators or a lift that you decide to take the stairs. Granted, if you're in a building and it's 99 floors, obviously take the lift. But you know what I mean? On the tube, Every day, whenever I take the tube, I see people standing on the escalator. It's not about burning calories. It's about the identity of being someone who every time they see an opportunity to move does and use the legs that God has given you. Most of us sit down all day. Why not use the legs to walk up some escalators? And you wear that identity every day. And if you have that mindset, you then become that person. And that can translate into many other things. It's one thing to say, I am the type of person who wants to get fit. It's something very different to say, I am the type of person who is fit. I am the type of person who wants to walk up those escalators. I am the type of person who is going to walk up those escalators. The goal is not, let's use another example, to run a marathon. The goal is to become a runner. With that mindset, you will find it so much easier to achieve what you set out to achieve. Be the thing you want to be because wanting often isn't enough. Of course, we're always gonna be faced with adversity along the way and that will come in so many forms, but we take the decision to live and work on our own terms because we believe we deserve a better quality of life and a brighter outcome, right? That's why all of us want to do better because we believe we deserve to to have better, to, to be better. For the two alcoholics, they believe they deserve a life without facing the wrath of what an alcohol addiction can do to you. You know, slowly deteriorate your life glass by glass. Like any journey, a successful finish involves building a muscle we never imagined we'd need and overcoming a plethora of obstacles the university throws at us. Some of the happiest people I know have taught me to see these challenges in whatever form they present themselves as resistance to push against in order to grow rather than as negatives to demone and despair like so many people do. The world is ridiculed with loads of these people, loads of these kinds of people. Again, I see it on social media all the time. I get DMs from people, you know, when faced with their challenges, they complain and they moan and they start they, they start trying to drag down and blame everything around them um, who seem to be fighting through these challenges themselves because these, these other people, they can't accept their own responsibility. Again, I've had clients who don't achieve what they want to achieve and it's completely their own fault and they start pointing fingers at me as a bad coach who hasn't been there who hasn't motivated them and support them and social media is also ridiculed with these people you know unhappy with their own life coming into let's say my space and trying to take it out on me and bring me down to make themselves feel better and to allow them to sleep at night but the, the important thing is is when you face these kinds of people or you see it they can't succeed unless you give them the mental and emotional oxygen right to assist them in their quest 
So the best practice is to control alt and delete them from your life. Oh, it's so satisfying saying that. Control alt and delete them from your life. And that goes that goes with friends, with family members, people who try and bring you down get them out of your life. I don't care if you've been best mates for 10 years. I don't care if it's a family member. If they are bringing you down, if they are pointing fingers at you, if they are trying to bring you down to their level to make themselves feel better, get them out of your life because it's the only way that you're going to progress and it's the only way that you're going to improve yourself. Otherwise, you're going to be attached to these people and they're going to stop you from from doing what you want to do. And for my own journey, I can tell you, in spite of the pride that I feel at the coaching business I've built, the people I've impacted and the lives that I've improved, the greatest satisfaction for me comes from becoming a stronger, more resilient human. And that's more than enough to darken any troll any day. And day by day, my focus about the journey I'm on is I just try and get a little bit closer to me, to James, becoming James, the only version of myself that exists on the planet. And think about it, you are the only version of you that exists on this planet. There is no one else who is you. And that's a nice humbling thought, isn't it? And trying to become you, more and more you every day, I personally think is a is a big goal that we should be striving for and a big journey that we should be focused on taking. Because I think about my time in school and we've all had that experience in school, you know, where we want to wear the clothes everyone's wearing or your mate's got the new school shoes or the latest school blazer and we get our hair cut like our friends, we listen to the same music as them, like the same people. They like how trapped that way of living is. And think about it, it's true, isn't it? You're friends with friends just because it's part of trying to fit in and and fit into that to that norm and what I've come to learn as I've become older and I've gone through life and I've become my own person I've taken some of those shackles off and when doing that I've become closer to becoming James who James actually is the weirdo that I naturally am that maybe you naturally are expressing and presenting myself in a way that is 100% true to myself in the words that I want to without worrying about who's going to cancel me or judge me or what my friends might say, what people might say. And the closer I've got to becoming James, the happier I've become, the more successful I've become. It makes my content more interesting, my emails to my subscribers more interesting. It makes everything more real. You know, what you see on social media isn't acting. Like you see a lot of people on social media and it is a complete act. You meet them off social media. They are an entirely different person. If you met me off social media, I would be exactly the same as I am on it. And this is what I think and how I feel every week. And I don't think about the impact of it. The closer I've gotten into not fitting in and to being who I am, the more happy I've become. And I think it's just something to really reflect on because there's so much of our lives that are imprisoned by this idea of conformity and fitting into society and being one of the girls or being one of the lads or wearing those clothes or wearing those shoes or being socially accepted. Fuck that. Honestly, fuck that. Almost on every occasion, I can't think of one reason where that is an intrinsically motivated thing to do. It's not. The science says that it will, I mean, there's been proof trying to fit in and and all of that, that it will lead you to anxiety and depression and having a lack of happiness in your life. And in many cases, the midlife crisis, when you realize that you've been living your whole life on someone else's terms for someone else's reasons. Isn't it weird? When we think about our goals for the future, we often say, you know, we want to be X. We want to be like X person, like X thing, when really 
we shouldn't aspire to be like any of our idols. On this journey, we should be aspiring to be even more ourselves every single day. And someone asked me last week, James, where do you want to be in five years time? And whenever I get asked that, I firstly say, I don't know, I'm just focusing on right now and what I can control right now. Yes, I have an idea, but right now is is the best thing to focus on. But also the second answer is, you know, I want to be me. I want to be the guy I'm chasing in five years time. And when I get to five years, I want to be there chasing me again in five years. And it's that constant chasing of myself that's every five years, you know, the the unfiltered, uncaring, unassuming, intrinsically motivated version of myself. And maybe that's the secret. I don't know. Or maybe I'll say a big statement here. Maybe that's the meaning of life, becoming more and more yourself every single day. Because at the moment, it seems like you're born Life tells you you're something, tells you to conform in the classroom, on the playground, at work. But maybe we're just on the journey of being more us, being more ourselves, being more human. Maybe we're on the journey to, yeah, to, to, to doing exactly that. And maybe that's what it's about, being more human, being more like yourself. So don't ever forget, be yourself. Do not try and be anyone else. Be unapologetically yourself. Do what you want to do. Stop putting other people first all the time. Stop trying to live up to other people's expectations. You be you. And watch how much happier you'll become. That is what this journey is about, being you. And maybe set that as an ultimate goal. Maybe write down on a piece of paper and put it on your bedside table and focus on working on it every single day and loving the journey that you take to becoming that person, to becoming more you. And I'm going to conclude on that point because I think it's a really nice point to go away and think about. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. We've bounced around a little bit, but hopefully you have enjoyed seeing kind of where I think it's a truly wonderful thing to always be focusing on the journey that you have. And of course, very important to have an end goal and have goals to work towards and think about the destination, but to really just enjoy your life in the present and enjoy the journey and everything that comes with it because we're all on it we're all experiencing amazing things we all experience really shit and bad things but that's what shapes us at the end of the day thank you so much for listening as always if you enjoyed the podcast or this episode in particular please give it a five star rating on the app store and on Spotify, if you liked it, share it with your friends. I love it when you guys tag me um, and you're listening to it just so I can have a conversation with you. Um, I love just seeing who's kind of out there listening. So I'd be eternally grateful if you could do that. But in the meantime, take care of yourself and I will see you at the next episode. Goodbye. Goodbye.